Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 252. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How you doing, sass bastards? How you doing? All right, folks. Look, I was going to talk about something else entirely, but as it happens sometimes, something will happen to me. And I will completely change what I talk about. (laughs) And it happens a lot. I was going to talk about something entirely different, and I'll probably record that and put it on a later episode, or maybe not. I don't know. But I was trying my best to to enjoy Facebook. I said, you know what? Damn it. I'm going to put the political stuff. If I have any kind of political stuff, I'm going to do that on Twitter, Facebook. I'm going to keep it light. I want to enjoy the process. You know what I know what I like to do? I'll ask an innocuous question or I'll try to relate to people on the lighter side. You know what I mean? You try to, you know, what kind of this do you like? Well, uh, tonight I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And that's what people are trying to do. You can actually see people attempting to put light posts on Facebook because you also get to see people going, you know what? I'm getting off of Facebook, man. It's not fun anymore. And everybody's angry, man. And I'm not going to do it. I'm going to get off Facebook. I don't like it. And people are being so mean and all of that. And then you'll have them come back and go, you know what? I'm not going to leave Facebook because I like it here. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep it light. And I tried to do that myself. I forgot what the question was, but I, I asked an innocuous question. Now I legitimately wanted an answer to the question. And I was just trying to figure out what other people thought about it. I kind of had a an idea of what I was thinking for, for my own in my own head, obviously. But I was just curious about people that have met me and know me, what they would think. So I posted said innocuous question, and people were a- answering, you know, honestly. And what was my question? I said, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to answer the question because I'm, I'm about to trash some people. And I don't want them to know what post I'm talking about, and I don't want to delete it, even though I probably will. <laughs> So I asked this innocuous question and people were answering, ah, funny comment, funny retorts, tag to the joke, ha ha ha, cute answer, cute answer, cute answer. And then inevitably there will be one person, what I'm going to do is, and it will be this ridiculously serious answer that had nothing to do with what I just said. And then people underneath would reply to that. And reply to that. And then they'd start arguing. And then other people would say, and I'm sitting there going, I asked a question about this. And now you're all fighting about that. You're not even talking about what I talked about. It's annoying. It's annoying. You can't even enjoy social media now. All you keep hearing about is the stuff the president's doing. And it is incredibly important. It is incredibly important what the president is doing right now. And I disagree with, I don't know, 99 billion percent of what he's doing right now. But that's not the point. The point is, even when they are pressing subjects and important things that need to be discussed, you still probably do and probably should have at least a moment that's a light moment in your life, a moment where you can smile just for, I mean, even if it's five minutes a day. Just imagine if you followed around someone who was the most politically active, politically astute, politically, you know, aggressive person for their particular point. And every day they got up and they went to marches and they got beaten up by people and they did all of this and they donated that and spent all their time with that and talked about that and tweeted that and donated to that. If you follow them around 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I will guarantee you, you will see them laugh at a fart joke. You will see them watching an episode of, uh, an old episode of Married with Children or the Three Stooges or something. I guarantee you they will be holding up their child or their grandchild, making faces at them and going into the kid's face. I guarantee you their spouse will walk up to them and kiss them on the neck and they go tee hee 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 Or their spouse will tickle them and they'll laugh hee 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 And they'll have that moment. So even the people that are infinitely more politically active, politically astute, and politically aggressive for their specific points than the people that are commenting on my page and other pages, even Even they have moments where they're smiling and everything is light. They have those moments because they're human beings. And if they have those moments, can a person just post something innocuous on Facebook and Twitter without having some person come into the conversation and try to take the boat and stir, stir, turn the steering wheel and move it away from the island where you were going to have a small 
tiny, minuscule, momentary mental vacation and aim that bastard at the big iceberg over there. Hey, we're about to hit the island. Why is the boat turning? What the hell is the boat turning? I know you were just having an innocuous comment, but I decided to come in here 17 comments in and turn it into something different. I'm going to start fights. <laughs> That's right. Oh, look at that island disappearing in the distance. And if you notice right there, not only is there an iceberg, but the iceberg actually has arms and fists and is taking one of his iceberg fists and punching the inside of his other iceberg hand the same way a bully would punch the inside of their fist when they're about to kick the crap out of you after school uh, it's not just an iceberg it's an iceberg that somehow evolved two gigantic arms that it's going to use to punch the boat and sink it and i'm aiming right at it i know I, at any moment i can just stop and apologize for all the crap that i've injected into this conversation that had nothing to do with where i'm trying to steer it right now but i ain't gonna do that because i'm gonna crash this conversation and this light moment and this moment of connection between people who have chosen to be friends on facebook and enjoy each other's company and some of which even know each other personally i'm gonna ruin this conversation with my vitriol and ain't nothing wait a minute what are you doing I'm deleting your comment. Don't delete my comment, damn it. I'm trying to destroy this conversation. Nah, I'm going to delete your comments. We're all talking about something interesting and fun here. We all care about the country, but can we talk about something fun for about three to five seconds each? Can we just do that? No, I want to ruin it. Well, that's too bad. Don't delete my comment. Ah! Sorry, your comments are deleted, you piece of crap. Because that's what I started to do. We're trying to have a nice conversation and some jackass is coming in here with the, with the, with the fights and all of a sudden you, know, you start see, seeing, you know, they didn't come out and say racist stuff. They didn't use the N word and they didn't use the C word for women and all the other epithets. But you know how people can actually say the stuff without actually saying the word. Like if I said if I was going to threaten to punch you in the face, but I didn't say I was going to punch you in the face when you walked over, I could get all physically close to you and I could have my fist built uh, all balled up and I could turn my body as if I was about to strike you. Now, I didn't actually say I was going to punch you in the face. But what do you do? You have to whip my ass or you're very, at the very minimum, you have to get away from me because it looks like I'm going to punch you in the face. But I didn't actually say I was going to punch you in the face, but I'm making my body and I'm showing you aggression and I'm moving within striking range. And I have my fist balled up and I'm looking at your face and you can see my shoulder loosening up and you can tell I'm about to hit you. Didn't say I was going to hit you. And that's how they were. And that's how these comments were when it regards in racial epithets and misogynistic terms. We knew where you were going. We knew what you were really saying. And that's why I deleted the comments. Didn't want to unfriend the person to block them because under normal circumstances, the person seemed pleasant enough. But they came very close, very close. I was hovering that mouse over the unfriend button. Oh, it was right there. Oh, I was about to hit that buzz. I want to hit this button so hard. I don't want to hurt their feelings. But they didn't mind hurting everyone else's feelings. Maybe I should push this button. I should click. To, I should push this button. But I didn't push the button. I'm going to give them a second chance. But if they do it again, click, they're done. <sighs> Tough Facebook love, you bastards. <laughs> But it's true, man. Sometimes you don't have you don't have to always be the tough guy. You don't always have to be the tough woman. You don't always have to be that. You can have those moments where you're just enjoying people's company and enjoying being around them. You can do that. I've been there. I know what it's like to live in a, in a neighborhood where you could you could catch a buttocks whipping at any point in time or where you actually caught a buttocks whooping. I've been jumped in bathrooms and had dudes try to beat me down to take money out of my wallet before i've had that happen i've walked down the street and had people dive out of an alley and i have to roll on the ground and whoop somebody's behind when i didn't want to i've been there before i know what it's like to have a gun in my face i know what it's like to be carjacked i know what these things feel like i've been the victim of violent crime on many occasions fortunately for me i was able to either avoid uh injury or whoop the person's ass or catch an ass whooping but it wasn't that bad you know, you can't beat up four dudes, <laughs> right? 
So what started to happen was I started the ch- the person I was started to change. I was always like a happy, smiling guy. I even changed the logo for my podcast, this podcast here, to a picture of me actually smiling, holding my podcast, one of my podcast microphones. I was sitting there going, I had that mean face in my podcast. It's a comedy podcast that's liked for the most part. For the most part, I tell funny stories. For the most part, I take things that actually happen to me, change them a little bit to protect the innocent, add a little bit of humor to it, and tell you the stories and also try to make a point. That's what I do with this podcast. That's what this is. So I decided to change it and put a smile on it. Because even in that picture, it looked a little bit of me, looked more mean and serious than I actually am most of the time. Or, or when, unless it's necessary. But I used to have to carry myself with that, uh, don't you even think about it, type vibe all the time. <laughs> you know? It's like when you have your car, and I put, a club, I put the club on my car whenever I park at some place. Even if I'm parking it for a short period of time, I put the club on the car. And if you really think about it, that gangster, I'm a kick your ass persona that sometimes I still, but depending on where I am, have to carry around with me, even though I don't want to be that guy. It's kind of like putting the club on your car. If you really think about it, it's just a nuisance avoiding device, right? Because the overwhelming majority of people that are going to steal your car that I've seen that have come across in my life. Uh, and then the people from and from the people that I know that have had that happen, including myself, who was carjacked. If there's a club on the car, and there's a cl- another car without the club on it, the person who's the, the normal thief either wants to wait until you go into the to the store and you forget to, to lock your car, or you leave your keys in your car, or you leave your window down, or you have a convertible, or some other easy way to just take advantage of a mistake you make so they can peel off with your car. How many people have had their cars stolen while they're at the ATM with the keys in the ignition and the car running because they're only going to be a couple seconds? <laughs> you know, you're only going to be at the bus stop, jackass. How long, you know, you really in that much of a hurry to the, the amount of time it takes you to, to, to lock your door, turn your car off and put your car keys in your pocket and go to the, to the ATM. Well, now you got to catch your bus to the, to the police station. How about that? Right. Not that I'm blaming the victim, because like I said, I've been the victim of a carjacking before. But what I'm saying is that that mean persona is very similar to putting a club on your car. If someone really wanted to steal that car, if that was a car that a real high level professional car thief wants, it doesn't matter about that stupid club. You know, they will take that car, whether you got the club on it or not, they'll cut the steering wheel and slide the club out. Or, you know what I'm saying, they'll they'll find a way to, f- to do something to the lock of the club. I don't know how they would do it, but I know f- that they can take the car, even if you have the club on it, the high level professional, the real car thief. But the chump just trying to take advantage of a mistake. Nah, that club alone will get rid of most of them, the overwhelming majority of them, the same way the club, your club, the mean persona, the walking down the street like you're the toughest person in the world the walking down the street like you won't want none of this that's your club if you really think about it that's why they always say to you you need to walk down the streets with confidence and self-assurity that way criminals will not know will know not to mess with you and the criminals will leave you alone the criminals 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 and it's true it's very very true you walk down the street like I'll whoop your ass if you even think about it. Even if you're a little guy, even if you're a little woman, there's something about you that tells the person, I might not want to mess with that person. I mean, this is America and there's 18 guns for every person. That's not the real number. <laughs> right? So if you're walking down the street with confidence and the other person is walking down the street like, I don't know, which one do you think the criminal's going to go after? That person. Sometimes I have to put my club on when I'm walking down the street even though I don't worry about it for the most part. But just like the club, if somebody really wants to rob you or really wants to whoop your ass or you're carrying something, they're like, I got to steal that laptop. I'm going to get it. Damn it. It doesn't matter how tough you look. They're going to take a shot at you. They're going to try to take it. And it's annoying that you got to walk around like that. You know, because what's so great about being the tough guy in the first place, man? There's nothing great about being the tough guy. You, you, what, you can't solve any problems except by beating anybody's ass? Is that really something to be proud of, you know? 
Sometimes when you have a tough guy put in the wrong position or a guy that wants people to think that they're tough put in the wrong positions, they'll do stupid things just to prove how tough they are. You know? Like, you know, banning large groups of people from coming into the country. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally watching, how can I put it? I just saw my grandnephew, grand, yeah, my grandnephew today, sweet little boy. You know, and when he gets upset and he throws his little baby tantrums, what happens is every maybe, maybe something might get knocked over. Maybe he'll fold his arms and make himself hard to pick up one of those type of things. But he's a baby. When you get to certain positions, you don't have the you don't have the right to throw a tantrum because your tantrum. When there's a negative effect to your tantrum, it's not knocking something off a table or making yourself difficult to pick up. No, you can't have tantrums when you're in a position of power. You have to put people in a position of power that have maturity. Right? If you're the, the CEO of a company and somebody says something you like and you decide uh, you're fired. Well, now you just negatively affected that person's life. That person now can't pay the bills, can't take care of their wife or husband or kids. If you throw a tantrum and you're, you know, say you're a doctor and you're like, well, I think that this medicine's better, even though the information tells you that this new medicine is better, but you're stuck. Damn it. I say prescribe that. And you give the person the wrong medicine because you were too stubborn to listen to new information. Well, now you got a person that's either sick or dead. If you're in law enforcement and you don't have the temperament that you need to have, all of a sudden somebody looks at you the wrong way. You, how dare you? And it turns into, we're not even going to go into the killing. We're going to go into the giving a person a ticket when it wasn't really necessary to give them a ticket. Maybe even smacking somebody around and injuring someone who didn't deserve to be smacked around or injured because, or shooting somebody who didn't necessarily deserve to be shot. And this is not an indictment on everybody in these particular professions. I'm talking about the extreme case when you have a specific individual or individuals who are not mature enough to handle the situation. And now what do we have? We have somebody in the White House who even if you agree with a lot of what he says and what he does, you got to admit, you know, a little bit on the uh, irrational side, maybe a little bit too impulsive. When you have nuclear codes, being impulsive is not a good thing. When you have the strongest military in the world, being impulsive is not a good thing. When you have the ability to monitor people, being impulsive is not a good thing. When you have the power of law behind you, when you are the leader of the free world, being impulsive is not a good thing. And just like a football team that takes on the personality of its coach, Sometimes large sections of the country take on the personality of the president. If you have a president that believes in tolerance and education and trying to make people's lives better, then you have a large section of the country and large sections of the country that believe that. When you have one that gets angry and pissed off and thinks retaliation is something that you must do at all turns and that you got to look like a tough guy and you got a saber rattle and you got to, I'll show you, damn it. And you got somebody who can't even take jokes at their expense as the president of the United States. Don't you know what that job entails? That is one of the most thankless jobs in the history of the world. I would never in a million years even think about taking that job. Even if I thought I could do it at a high level, which I don't think I could do it at a high level because I am a pretty calm guy, but I don't have the temperament to be the president of the United States. I already know I don't. I'm not the kind of person that's going to ban a, a, a religion or attack people or anything like that. But I got news for you. If you said a lot of if you were if I had a news station saying disgusting things about my wife. Oh, that would not go over well. You know, you say nasty things about my kids that would not go over well. I would at the most call you out by name to your face. And you damn sure wouldn't want to hear my State of the Union address. You lie. Who said that? You, man, are you crazy? And I would, you know, I would, 
President Thomas is now about to give the State of the Union address. My fellow Americans, as your president, I would like to say it's been an honor this uh, this first this first term, and thank you for reelecting me. Um, the stock market is strong. Unemployment is down to one point seven percent. Everyone has health care. Uh, there's a, a new era of peace and prosperity around the world. And uh, I just want to say one more thing. You lie. Who said that? You? You? You got something to say about it? Oh, I'm so, so, man, I, I didn't say anything when you were giving the state, you were talking about what's going on in your state. Right? I didn't say anything about them five hookers you got caught with last week. Oh, I did not mean to release that information to the public. I definitely did. Oh, your wife seems to be punching you in the throat right now. That's a shame. Oh, my goodness. She's probably going to hit you hard when she realizes the three of those hookers are now pregnant with your babies. Oh, I did not mean to let that information out. I am so sorry. That is horrible. Yeah. How did you buy that house that you had that cost $2.7 million when your salary is only 112000 and you've only been, you know, you only been employed as a public servant for two years and your previous job only paid 37000 a year? How'd you do that? Oh, Okay, I wouldn't do that to anybody. But <laughs> but I do know I do not have the temperament for it. And it's like anything else. I think people should should literally if you have a job like that, you should look at the people that are even going to apply for the position. And this I, I I'll be honest with you. I think they should have psychological screenings for anyone that even thinks about running for president of the United States. I want them vetted. I want them to have psychological screenings because you don't want a crazy person in the White House. You just don't want it. Quite frankly, you don't want a crazy person to do anything. You really think about it. Maybe podcasting, but being a crazy person and podcasting kind of go together. So what I'm saying, my friends, is listen, there's a lot of things that, you know, that people want to talk about. This is a, a serious time. There's a lot of serious issues going on. And we need to discuss them and we need to talk about them. We need to move on them. We need to try to correct the mistakes that we're making. We need to try to solve the problems. And when we see these big things coming down the, down the pike, we see that train coming, you know, you got to get off the track and try to fix things. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you always got to have your club on, right? You don't have to have the club on all the time. Okay. It's the, the time to put the club on is when you park your car. But when you're driving, which is because <laughs> you drive, when you think about how much you drive your car and how much it sits, the amount of time you drive your car versus the, the amount of time it sits, usually it sits longer than it, than it rides. So just put the club on when the car's sitting, not when you're driving. And the person that comes through the page and to my Facebook page and starts attacking everybody is the kind of person that's trying to drive with the club on at the same time. And when you try to drive with the club on your steering wheel, you know, how safe is that? You can only go in one direction. Just like a conversation with somebody who's always mean, who's always fighting. You can't make a left turn or a right turn. You can't drive around something. You're locked into that position. And a locked mindset is like trying to drive with a club through your steering wheel. It's not the best way to go. So, my friends, I'm going to continue to pace to place innocuous things on my Facebook. I'll, I'll repost some uh, some political stuff. I'll do that. But if we if we're Facebook friends and I post something that's innocuous, could we just kind of stick to that and have a light moment? I'm putting up plenty of political posts. Keep the politics on the political posts, okay? And keep the light stuff on the light posts, right? Drive with the club off the steering wheel. It's the better way to go. You dig? Segment over. All right, everybody, here we go. This Sunday is the Sunday before the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I don't like it. Not that I don't have anything against the Super Bowl. Actually, the NFL is my 
is my favorite league. It's my favorite sport. I like the other sports too, but the NFL is is, is the real deal when it comes to, you know, when it comes to what I want to watch sports wise. You know, and we have this week, and this is like a taste of what the next few months is going to be like after the Super Bowl. You know, and you keep forgetting that. You know, if you really think about it, you watch football 12 hours a day on Sundays. You know, I'm on the East Coast, so that means the pregame show started around at noon. Then the game starts at 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And for those of you out of the United States, my uh, British sass bastards, my Austra- uh, Australian sass bastards, uh, the Canadian sass bastards, and you know what I'm talking about. You have football up there, too. But the people around the around the, the other people in other countries, when I'm when I refer to football, and I know that you refer to what we call soccer, you call football. When I refer to football in this particular instance, I'm talking about American NFL football, and I know that overseas in other countries, the most popular um, sport is football, which we call soccer. But I just wanted to give you an idea of a, a heads up of what I'm talking about. You know, so when in, in America, when we watch. American football on Sundays it's a 12 hour event and it's three games usually a first game comes on at one o'clock eastern standard time second game 4 15 eastern standard time third game 8 30 or so eastern standard time and we take the whole day to do that that is what we do we watch football get up think about football watch football go to bed thinking about football and then you go about your crap ass week looking forward to sunday where you can watch football again but then there's that time where football is over after the big party the big cherry on the cake the super bowl and even though it's the last game and it's one game there's a big build up on the sunday before the super bowl i mean you get around the 12 o'clock you start seeing you know, old football, Super Bowl memories of the past. And they'll show clips of old games and players will talk about it. This is big buildup and they have parties and tailgate things. And they'll have a pre-Super Bowl show where they have people singing. Then this Grammy winning artist, Susan Belugi, is going to sing her song. <laughs> and then all of that crap. And it's a big buildup to it. But if you really think about it, it's really, even though it's a big party it's not the same i rather eliminate all of that party and crap and just watch more football but there's the only the one game the super bowl and it's great but it's one game and then you know that's it for months right the regular football sundays are like a buffet of your favorite foods imagine going to your friend's house right metaphorically and literally sometimes where there's nothing but just hoagies and cheesesteaks and pizza and chips and hot dogs and all of that crap and all the drinks you want that's what football feels like if you're a football fan a buffet of everything everything you want an abundance of it all more 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 i want more 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 as a matter of fact we have more 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 really well then i would like more 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 well we happen to have that as well that's what it feels like oh yeah But the Super Bowl is one game, the last game before months of absolutely no football. It's like it's like really, really being hungry and your stomach's growling and it's late at night and you wake up and you're going, man, I really need to get something to eat. You're not going to starve to death, obviously. You know, and you know that you can get some food a little few hours later when the store is opened up. But you could technically get in your car and drive to a, you know, to a 7-Eleven or something. But that's 24 minutes away and it's not that important. And you go downstairs and you don't see anything. I don't want anything I got to prepare. Is there anything I can eat right now? Oh, there it is. You open up a box. You see in the back of the refrigerator, you pop it open. And what is in there? A cupcake. One of those cupcakes. You had a fantastic cupcakes. You didn't realize and remember that you left a cupcake in the refrigerator. It's that cupcake from the cupcake place called world's best cupcakes and you open it up there's one there you take it you open it up you eat the cupcake and that cupcake is freaking delicious but it's only a cupcake it's not a meal and to me that's what the super bowl is like it's a cupcake it's not a meal it's a delicious fantastic you eat it up but you're still hungry in fact the fact that that cupcake was so delicious even makes you more hungry but now you know you should have just gone back to sleep you shouldn't have gone downstairs you shouldn't have eaten that cupcake because now you even though you technically did eat something you're actually more hungry now because that tasted so good if you have a great super bowl and it's awesome and incredible and the game was 
31-32 or 31-30 and somebody kicked an 80-yard field goal over the back of their head through a brick wall and they won the game with one negative six seconds left on the clock and it was incredible and double incredible and triple incredible. All of that crap is incredible. All that makes you want to do is watch more football. But there is no more football because that's the last game. Oh, no. It's like it's like it must it's like having one of your friends move away. Somebody you get to hang out with all the time. Somebody whose company you enjoy. And a guy goes on a business trip and you're not going to see your best friend or you maybe you maybe you have a, a brother that you're really close with and you hang out all the time and you guys are inseparable and he's going on a business trip and you and he's going to want to it's going to be one of those sabbaticals. You know what I mean? You can't even talk to the bastard. You can't see how he's doing. You know, he's going to be fine, but you miss your best friend. You wake up in the morning, you pick up the phone and call my boy and tell him about oh i can't talk to him oh i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna wake up in the morning i'm gonna surprise my wife in the shower i'm gonna get in that shower we're gonna kiss each other that, that she's not here oh i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go in, in the other room and check and look at them babies and the babies are not there oh that thing you were looking forward to that thing that makes you smile that thing you can't get enough of that thing that makes you happy on sundays the thing you wake up thinking about the thing you're thinking about saturday night before the sunday arrives is gone oh no Oh. Now the thing that actually even makes it worse because you don't want a replacement for something that is the only thing you want, right? You know, if you if your wife goes some say your wife goes on a business trip and you and she's away and you see you don't want you know I remember one time I had a, it was a girlfriend I was seeing and uh, and she was hanging out and she was going someplace for a few for a while and all of a sudden she had her best friend why don't you go in and check in on him check in on him so all of a sudden her friend's coming over and I like her friend and she's a pleasant person and she trusts me enough with her friend to have her friend come over just to see how I'm doing and all of that kind of crap she knows I'm not going to try to jump on the top of her friend and her friend's not going to jump on top of me but every time I saw that girl be her friend I always she was always with my girlfriend so all she did was make me miss my girlfriend more because usually when I saw her three seconds later my girlfriend would come walking out of the other room hey honey let's go she just made me miss my girlfriend more. I had a friend of mine, you know, and I was, he went someplace. We were hanging out all the time. He went to see his family or some crap like that. And we were hanging out and having a great time. And all of a sudden, the brother's gone. And then my other friends who aren't, I wasn't as close with decided they want to start hanging out with me more. Uh, and hanging out with them, all they did was make me miss my homie more. Uh, and it's the same thing with sports, man. Sunday is wide open. And then all of a sudden, the NBA on NBC, they put basketball on like that's an adequate replacement for football. Well, let me let you guys know right now, I like the NBA, but it is not an adequate replacement for football. It is not. Sorry. Oh, the NHL on NBC on Sundays. No. Get out of here with that crap. The only thing that you have in common with football is that your leagues all start with the letter N. But the last two letters are wrong because it's B-A and H-L, not F-L, you bastards. Get out of my face with that crap. Somebody's starving to death. You don't hand them a dead rat and go, well, it's technically food. No, it's not. Throw that crap back in the trash can, you sick bastards. Turn on the television set and the NBA on their music. Because here's the thing. When NFL is on Sunday, even if there's some other sports that are on at the same time for fans of that sport, say for the sake of argument, and I, like I said, in America, there's three games. The 1 o'clock game, the 4 o'clock game, the 8 o'clock game on the East Coast. 
Now, say the first game is great. Yeah. You go to the second game, and the second game turns into an ass whipathon. One team jumps on top of another team 49 to 3 at halftime, and they're going, okay, this has already been decided, and the third game's not going to come until 8.30. You switch the channel, and there's a basketball game on, and it's LeBron versus Steph somehow, and you're going, oh, man, this is great. And you watch the basketball game, and you don't mind it. You already saw some football, so you had your stomach is not growling for football, right? You would like to have this second football game, but it turns into a 49-3 ass whip-a-thon. So you turn to the NBA, you listen to the NBA, you watch the NBA, and it's awesome. You're digging it. This both scored 9 million points, and this one on the last second three-pointer. Fantastic. Yay. But in the back of your mind, you're looking at the clock going, is it 8.30 yet? Is it time for the football game yet? You know what I'm talking about. But you don't mind the basketball game because you know there's football before and afterwards. At that point, basically, basketball is the guy that comes to your house with your best friend. You know, you would never invite him into your house at this particular time anyway. But he's with your friend, so it's cool, right? You don't mind him being there because he came with your friend. When you're all together, it's cool. You can deal with this guy when the other guy's there. And then the Super Bowl happens. <clears throat> And your friend leaves. All right, I got to go. My wife called. All right, man. And as he's leaving, your your left eye in the peripheral, you see the guy that came with him. And you're wondering why he's not grabbing his coats. You know, and you don't want to be rude to him, but you're looking at him like, what the hell are you doing? Well, maybe he wants to say goodbye and maybe bond for like five minutes and then he'll take the hint and get the hell out because it's not like I asked him to come over in the first place. Not an unpleasant fellow, not a bad guy, but the reason I opened the door was because my real super friend was at the door and this bastard was with him. I don't know why. It doesn't really matter. He was pleasant enough. What the hell is this guy doing? Five minutes goes by. He's still sitting there talking. Conversation isn't that great. You know, not horrible, just not that great. You know, you ever talk to somebody, it's pleasant enough, but you realize it really doesn't need to go any further. You really don't need to say anything else. This is the part where you go, well, I got to get back up there when you really don't have to get back up there, but you want to get away from this bastard because, like I said, not unpleasant, but you ain't got anything else to say to the bastard. Well, imagine if that situation happened and it was in your kitchen. And you're looking at the guy. It's like, I don't want to say get your punk ass out, but I really wish this punk ass was on the other side of the store, rapidly going away from my house at a high rate of speed inside of his vehicle. Because the longer he stays here, the more chance this bastard is going to decide to show up by himself. And I don't want that. My friend, you're parsley. You're looking at him and he's still saying stuff you don't give a crap about. Oh, God. And that's what the NBA and the NHL are like to me. When my friend the NFL leaves, I don't want to see you two punks. Get out. (laughs) Sitting there. You're not an adequate replacement, you bastard. Get out. I hate that crap. And and here's the thing. There are people that are adequate replacements for a short period of time for your best friend, for your spouse, or something like that. In fact, if your spouse goes away for a while, your best friend is an adequate replacement for your spouse, right? Did I say they were as good as your spouse? No, because, well, well, I think we know why your spouse takes the lead, okay? We don't have to spell it out. (laughs) Banging. But they're an adequate replacement because you love them as well and you enjoy their company. And with them, you can discuss banging. You can't do the banging unless you're gay. But if you're gay, that has nothing to do with it. Because you, you mean your best friends, even if you're gay, that doesn't mean you're gonna bang your best friend. It's like heterosexuals. If you're head of your best friend's a woman, you're not gonna bang her, and she's not gonna bang you, unless you're me. In which case, <laughs> they don't have any choice. Because when I put this dimple on them, see, sorry, this is an audio podcast. I can't actually show you my dimple, but when I drop the dimple, bang city. Back to the story. But if best friends an adequate replacement, not as good as your wife, not even close, but better than anything else. And my number two sports is the UFC, MMA, 
You know, I don't even care if it's Bellator as long as it's MMA, but I prefer the UFC. But I'm wondering why neither one of those two leagues has figured out what they should do. Right? Do you realize guys are conditioned to sit down on Sundays and watch contact sports? That's what we're conditioned to do. We want to see people run into each other and whip each other's ass on Sundays. Football goes away, and you would figure the second most testosterone-filled sport would show up and go, hey, the NFL's gone. Let's slide into Sunday and take Sunday over, right? And then get the hell out when, when, when football's back, right? Why not take advantage of that? It would make sense to me. I would sit there and watch UFC if they had UFC. In fact, why don't Bellator and UFC get together and take Sunday and slice it in half and, 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 and both of you come on Sundays? Don't come on opposite each other. Just both of you come on Sundays. Bellator, you take one to, one to five and UFC, you take five to, to, to eight or whatever. Or just whatever. Just get me from 12 noon to eight o'clock at night. Just get me. Just get me to that. Okay, just just get four hours each, 12 to 4, 4 to 8. Just give me that on Sundays. Any combination, I don't care. I don't care if it's half new fights or half fights from your vault. Just give me some ass whooping on Sunday, and I'll be in your debt, you bastards. Just give me that. You already have us as, as captive vi uh, viewers. All guys are conditioned to watch on Sunday. Give me that. And in addition to that, quite frankly, you would be saving millions and millions of American men from having to do stupid crap on Sunday that we were wonderfully avoiding for the months that football was on. Women have been conditioned to leave you alone on Sunday. And now when there's no football, I actually have to go and do stuff to pretend like I have stuff to do so the women we're with will, will, will make us do crap we really don't want to do. I don't want to see any fucking plays. I don't want to go antiquing. I don't want to discuss the relationship. I don't want to <coughs> spend time with the kids. I don't want to do nothing, none of that crap. Come on. The NBA ain't going to do it. The NHL ain't going to do it. Baseball played in a different time of the year. Come on, man. We don't ask for much. I mean, we pay for your pay-per-views all the time, right? You can't throw us a little bone now, right? You got plenty of fighters that aren't ready to go into the prime time. Just give us those punk asses that aren't ready for prime time, yet I'll even take that. Okay? I mean, I'm at the point now where I almost want to just get a speaker and put it on the back of my house, wait until two volatile people are walking in opposite directions and then yell stuff through the speaker that makes them kick their each other's ass in the back of the house. Hey, you over there in the black coat. Uh, the guy on the side of the street said something about your wife being a whore. You said what? Hey, guy on the side of the street, the, the guy running across at you, he said your wife's a whore. What? Your wife's a whore? No, your wife's a whore. Kick, kick him, kick him, kick him, kick him. <laughs> I'm almost at that point. All right? So come on. Help a brother out. Now, I'm not the only one that feels that way, man. It's just this Sunday absolutely sucks. You know, I'm going to have to start watching movies that it... <sighs> Why don't you watch Netflix? Oh, Netflix puts everything all puts the whole damn season on at once. You sit down, you binge watch everything, and then all of a sudden you got nothing left. You turn on the Netflix and you go, let me see if I can find something to watch. Here's a suggestion. Oh, what's that, Netflix? Uh, why don't you space this shit out, you dumb bastard? You done watched everything, okay? I mean, come on already. We only charge you only charge you eight nine bucks a month for this crap, and you took out sixteen billion dollars worth of entertainment. We're gonna we actually gonna change the billing on you. You're watching everything, bastard. Shut up, Netflix. I'm going over to Hulu. Yeah, Netflix just called us. We don't want your money. Oh fuck you, Hulu. How about you, Amazon Prime? We ain't delivering shit to you. Oh fuck you too, Amazon Prime. Hulu, what did you do? Tell Amazon Prime when Netflix told you. You're damn right. Well, well, fuck all three of you people. I'm just going to go get cable again and spend $9 million a month. Wait a minute. That's not a good idea. So 
all I'm saying is I, I want some entertainment on Sunday. Give me something, man. I, I was watching. A, I was. I literally was sitting there watching a Hunter marathon, and I like the show Hunter, but I don't like it enough that I want to watch twelve hours of the shit. You know? Is there anybody out there that? Can, I mean, come on. Uh, why don't you listen to some podcasts? Yeah, I do listen to podcasts, but I mean, I don't want to listen to twelve hours of podcasts. I don't like anybody that much. That's not true. Okay, I like a couple of people that much, but 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 I mean, as much as I love listening to podcasts, that's not the same as watching dudes bust each other in the mouth and then do wonderful, stupid dances and 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 point to the crowd and all of that crap. I need that shit. I need some good old fashioned violence that does not involve me getting hit. That's I'm a dude. That's that's what we need on Sundays. We should even turn, we should change the name from Sunday to Ass Whip Day because that's what the day is for. Watching other people who are actually in shape whoop each other's ass. I know I sound weird. And it's a bit rambling. I get it. Normally my segments are a lot more structured. But I'm just frustrated, man. How many years are we going to have to have Sundays with nothing to watch? Damn it. Oh, I got an idea. For those of you that have nothing to do on Sundays and since football is gone, I have a suggestion for you. You can go on a long binge of listening to the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. This is episode number 252. So, haha, there's plenty of you, to, plenty of that to listen to. I, I just realized something, you know? I mean, I remember when I just said that football was the only thing good on Sundays? I was wrong about that. I, I just remembered that you could, you could listen to, you know, to me. <laughs> I didn't realize until the segment was almost over that I, did, I had an opportunity to be self serving and narcissistic and didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. Everything I just said is complete bullshit. Uh, there's one thing that's better than the uh, the NFL, and it's the SAT, which is M-E. <laughs> Don't judge me. Shut up, punks. Segment over. Well, that has been this episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast. Thank you very, very much for coming back and listening to my friends. Much love to every last one of you bastards in all of the parts of the world that you listen to this crap. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, folks, if you love this podcast, and of course you do, well, then you need to let everybody know about this podcast. So tell your friends, if you have friends that you think will like this crap, do me a favor and tell them about this crap, because I would love it if your friends would come back and listen to this crap. Also, follow me on social media. I am everywhere. If you're on Twitter, I'm in two places at S. Anthony Thomas, which is the Twitter for me and at S. Anthony says, which is the Twitter for this show. If you're on Facebook, there is a Facebook fan page with a blue check, which is verified. It's S. Anthony says you'll see my bright, shining face like the page. And we're going to go and I'll take it from there. You bastards. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. And this is going to surprise you, but my Instagram is <clears throat> S. Anthony Thomas. I know that's a shocker. This show is on every damn place that podcasts can play. Stitcher Radio, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, iHeartRadio. You're damn right. I'm on iHeartRadio. That's right. If you love the show and you want to support the show, do me one of three favors. Or whatever number of favors I decide to say right now, because I might add a few. <laughs> anyway, if you love the show, give the show a wonderful five star review on iTunes or any place else that you happen to be listening to this show. If you want to support the show monetarily, a.k.a. some bread, go to cafepress.com forward slash S. Anthony says and buy some crap. Or if you want to donate to the show and why wouldn't you go to paypal.me forward slash S. Anthony says if you'd like to bang the host, <laughs> I think I've gone too far. <laughs> 
And uh, if you have any questions, comments, please send them to me at the. I created a little uh, Gmail address for the show. It's talk to us Anthony at gmail.com. T A L K T O, and then my name, S Anthony, at gmail.com. Folks, you've been really, really cool. I appreciate all that you've done, man. You got you guys have always been really cool with me, always been really cool to me. And uh, I want to thank you guys for that, man. You know, uh, there's a lot of new people that are listening uh, from the United Kingdom. Uh, thank you. There's a lot of new uh, Canadian bastards, sass bastards coming along. Thank you. And some other uh, countries that I didn't expect. But you got to remember that there's uh, people that uh, that used to live here that are in other countries uh, that are now listening and uh telling their friends in different countries to listen to this crap. So to all my new sass bastards, hello sass bastards. And to my all my to my longtime sass bastards, thank you, you sass bastards. And to all of you that are listening to this, thank you very much for everything. You've been very, very cool to me. And uh all kidding aside, I really do appreciate it. It's, it's really see the thing about it is when you do one of these things, like I, I do this podcast because I wanted to do have a a little thing that I can call my own. You know, when I do stand up, I usually, um, you know, or, or I'm working with uh, two other comics and all that kind of thing. I'm, I'm about to go back out and work and put some new material out there and then, you know, do my thing with that as well. But that's usually, it's usually a collaborative thing, not in the writing of the show. I write all my own stuff, but you know, when you get on the show, there's an MC and there's a feature and then there's me, you know, or if there's someone with a whole lot more TV credits than me, then there's an MC me than whoever that headliner is. If they have more credits than me. And, um, you know, that's and that's great, but you, you're always in this thing where you're considering the people before you, the people after you or or whatever. But this is one of those things where I just wanted to do my own thing my own way. It's kind of like my personal toy. And I did this and I do this f- completely for pure enjoyment. And to me, I consider it a complete honor that uh, there's a lot of people that are listening to this when this was something that was like, um, you know, like a little little wonderful thing that I was doing for myself. And I didn't expect anyone to really be paying attention to it. And the fact that I have so many cool people in different places that are listening to it, like I said, I consider it an honor. And uh, if I have an opportunity to, um, I will, uh, I will, I will do you guys a favor, ladies only, and uh, and bang some of you. <laughs> I just messed up a wonderful sentiment with with, with the, I, I, I have a problem with. I'm sorry. I just. I shouldn't have said that. I, just, I should have just, you know, at this point, I would normally just go, "Thank you for listening," and then do my little rap at the end, where I, I you know, I, and then I would disappear. But I think I pretty much ruined it because I, I was saying some nice stuff that was really real that I really felt, and I had to ruin it by bringing up banging. And, and I just, uh, unless there's some ladies out there who are into, no, 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 that, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's, that, forget all of that. Forget everything that is not was not a warm sentiment. Pretend I didn't say it. You, you're like a jury that overheard some stuff you should have heard and as the judge i'm saying strike that from the record do not consider that that's not to be used as evidence <laughs> it doesn't matter to me where you're listening whether you're listening on a treadmill where you're riding a lawnmower walking down the street it doesn't matter to me i consider it an honor and i love you and i say thank you very much thank you for allowing me into your ears into your mind into your heart thank you thank you thank you and now i'm going to say goodbye the way i always say goodbye you know how i say goodbye and I'm going to say it on the count of three and I want you to say it with me if you will. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out. Go.